All right, let's get into a word. Y'all want to hear a word? Let's get into a word. How many of you saw the movie Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith? You know, it was based upon a true story um, where this guy, you know, uh, wanted to be a broker and had such a hard life, but he ended up getting what he desired to do. And that was he became a broker. And from being a broker, he became a millionaire. He went from nothing, I mean absolutely nothing, homeless to a multimillionaire. I think that's worth looking at. There are some components of his life that I think we need to recognize. Now, I said something last week that I want you to, I want you to remember and not forget. And that is, defeat is not an option. And the one thing that you must recognize in not being defeated is never stop thinking. As long as you're thinking, you're not defeated. If the guy who played, if Will Smith in the movie had a stop thinking, he would have been defeated. But he kept on thinking about his goals, his aspirations, and his dream. And it didn't matter how hardship came, he remained focused on his goal. So I want to talk to you about this. this start, put up the scripture. Um, put up the passage, Matthew 6, 25 to 34. You're never too old to learn. Never too old. The, the Bible says this in Psalms. I can't remember exactly where, but it says that if we, I'm going to paraphrase it. that if we apply our hearts to wisdom, we will never go wrong. And basically it's saying, you're never too old to learn. How many of you believe that? I'm never too old, never. I'm never too old to learn. Because in learning, you grow. When you learn, you grow. Put up the scripture, it says, so don't worry. Now, this worry, listen, worry will interfere with your growth. It will mess your life up. And it will mess up people around you. So don't worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things and your heavenly father, what's the key word there? Thank you. Your heavenly father knows that you need them. All this stuff. He knows that you need to eat. He knows you need to drink. He knows you got to have clothes. If he knows all of these things, then he knows how to take care of you. But seek ye first the kingdom of God is rising. All these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not doubt or worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own that's why i said take it one day at a time you know how, let me tell you something let me drop something in your spirit you know how do you, you know how do you get through a tough time in your life take it one day at a time don't stretch your mind into tomorrow 
Don't worry about the past. Just say, Lord, help me today. Your heart is broken. You lost your job. You're going through drama with your family or friends or school. Don't worry about tomorrow. When you're in a storm, you got to deal with that storm right now. And deal with it one day at a time. Because if you try to stretch yourself into tomorrow and tomorrow ain't here, your imagination can mess you up. Because you start thinking about stuff that ain't real. You know why? Because tomorrow ain't real yet. The reality is it ain't here. It ain't real. And it's all in your head. So the best thing to do is to deal with what God gives you right now in the presence. And take it one day at a time. So here's, here's the thing. Let me say this to you. Your happiness should be intentional. Clap your hands. The pursuit of happiness should be intentional. Now, many of us, our happiness is haphazard. <laughs> it really is. If I'm happy, oh, well. If I ain't, oh, well. And then not only is it not intentional, the expectation is to want other folks to make us happy. How many of you know that's a mistake? <laughs> Waiting on somebody else to bring you happiness. Your happiness should be in. You know why that guy on the pursuit of happiness, he was intentional. He was on purpose. I go to Piccadilly to eat on intentional. Because it make me happy. You understand what I'm saying? It makes me. When I walk, when I drive up in the parking lot, my heart start rushing. Eating makes me happy. Come on, somebody. Now, it may not make you happy, but eating make me happy. I made me I happened, I went into Piggly Wiggly. Lovato liked me to go to the Piggly Wiggly, but I likes the Piggly Wiggly. And when I was walking past the meat counter, they had a stack of fresh neck bones. Lord, I looked at them neck bones. I walked past them, you know. And you know how you do, Martha? You got to pick up and look at it and you and when you're picking neck bones, you look for the most meatiest neck bones on the top, you know. Lord, I got so happy I bought, bought them neck bones. And then, Hermita, I put me some smoked turkey in the fresh neck bones to give it smoked flavor. Lord, have mercy. I gained three pounds this week. I know it sounds comical, but what I'm trying to tell you, be happy intentional. And then find happiness in some simple things. Many of us try to find happiness in large things like, you know, cars, houses, and land. Now, 
Little things should make you happy because if you learn to appreciate little things, you're only setting yourself up for God to, Lord have mercy, you're only setting yourself up for God to bless you with the big things. But you got to appreciate the small stuff. I'm intentional about what I eat. And okay, everybody now. You don't eat that pork. You eat that pork. That pork ain't good for you. I don't care. It make me happy. It make me happy. I drive all the way up 85. What's that little city down there? We go to. I get that pork chop sandwich. Not always. It's almost Alabama. Noose. Noose. Right? What is that place? Yeah. Girl, you in here. She right, that's West Point, Georgia. You know. I drive all the way to West Point, Georgia to get that fried pork chop sandwich and a red drink. <laughs> you know, black folk love red drinks, you know. White folk don't sell red drinks. Black folks sell red. That's why we go to Popeyes and churches. They got red drink. Strawberry soda, you know. What am I saying, people? I'm saying be intentional about your happiness. And be intentional about finding happiness in the small, simple things. I like laying on the sofa. That make me happy. The other day, you know, LeVar, he real particular about the house. Pillows everywhere, you know. So I can't sit like I want to sit, you know. Because he like pillows. So I took them pillows and throwed them away. I didn't really throw I bagged them up, you know. We got a little storage. I took them and put them in storage, you know. The rest of them I threw over behind the sofa. Because I like to lay, so I, I, I took that front living room and I turned it into my room. It's got French doors. I closed the doors so it looked real dark. And then he came the other day, what you doing? I said, this is my room. You got to have permission to come. Lord, I look so forward. Just small things. But laying on my sofa, Picking up the remote, going through the channels, finding me one old movie. I believe I'd have looked at the 310 the Yuma 20 times. And LeVar says, how do you look at the same movie over and over? I'm looking for certain things, you know, certain lines that make me happy when I hear them lines. That do and then you see something different. Let me finish this up. So it says, first seek you the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Here's, here's the thing. Your priorities have everything to do with your happiness. Your priorities. Your priorities will make you succeed or fail. So I have to ask the question, if you're not happy, what are your priorities? Because that may have everything to do with why you're an unhappy person. You might need to readjust your priorities in order to find real happiness. Because it's not, 
is my my unhappiness is never my husband's fault. I might need to say that again. My unhappiness is never his fault. If I'm unhappy, I'm not going to blame him. It must be because of what I'm thinking or what I'm doing or my own priorities. And a lot of us blame other people. So you got to set your priorities. Here's some priorities I need for you to look at. Live with a great sense of godly consciousness. And that don't mean you got to, you know, be holier than thou. You just need a consciousness about God. And that consciousness needs to be with you all the time. You need to be attentive to your own spirituality. What have I told you about spirituality? Anybody remember what I told you? The definite spirituality is the journey into awareness. You got to, you've got to work on your own spirituality, that invisible part of you that can't nobody see. You've got to have a spiritual awareness. Spiritual, I mean, you don't miss nothing. You see things, you see people. You, you know what spiritual people can say, I see you. When you are spiritual, you see people. You love people. When you're spiritual, unspiritual people don't see other folk. You can't be selfish and see people. You cannot be selfish and see people because selfishness only makes you see yourself, and that's not spiritual. You have to have a consciousness, be attentive to spirituality, and practice those specific disciplines that keep you in tune with God. What are those disciplines? You got to pray. Sometimes you got to fast. The other disciplines, you got you to go to church. <laughs> you got to hear some kind of word somewhere. Somewhere you got to hear something that counters the foolishness of life because all around us is foolishness. Come on, somebody. All around us is drama, foolishness and stuff. So somewhere you have to go like, let me go to church so I can get a word. To keep me going, to put me in the right direction with life. I wouldn't be who I am today if I had to quit church. Some of y'all ain't clapping. Well, clap on this. You're better because you go to church. Come on, clap on that. I'm better because I'm in church. I'm better because I hear a word. I'm better because I am a worshiper. Everybody that's a worshiper, raise your hand. I mean a real worshiper. Because those that worship God must worship in spirit and in truth. I mean a real worshiper whose focus is not on what other folk got on or what they're dressed like or what they look like or how they smell. When I come to church, I come to give God glory because all week long, God has been good to me. He put food on my table and a roof over my head. I owe God to worship. I owe God to praise. Lord, have mercy. I feel something right in there. I feel like David. Bless the Lord. 
all my soul and all that is within me and forget not all of his benefits. When I come to church, I come to focus on the goodness of God because you don't know like I know how good God has been in my life. Let me finish this. Listen. Ah, yes. Well, I'm thinking of the goodness of Jesus. You cannot be an effective worshiper. Listen to this. Shh. Everybody get quiet. Get quiet. I need you. I need you to hear this. God bless you. Listen, I need to hear this. You cannot worship and be a critic at the same time. Let me say that again because some of y'all didn't catch that. You cannot worship and be a critic at the same time. Now, I know what I'm talking about. Let me, let me just use me. Can I just use me? I'm going to use me. So! <laughs> I'm going to be truthful. Tia is a good director. You're a good, you're good musician, period. Good music. But it vexes me when I see you directing six people. That that kind of it kind of got to, it kind of got to me today. And the other day I said, now, if they professional singers, they ought to know where to go and how to go and how to get there and how to get out of it and come back. And I saw Mikey earlier. He just raised up his hand. Y'all did everything he said. But it just didn't look right for her to be directing six people. Now that was me, that's me. I'm just telling what went on in my head. And so, I was sitting there and I said, I can't do this. This ain't worship. Y'all better hear me. I checked myself because I said, I can't sit here and critic the worship and worship at the same time. So I had to shift my thinking and start thinking about God's goodness and why, come on somebody, and why am I really here? It's not to judge what somebody else is doing. I'm here because God woke me up this morning and started me on my way and blessed me with my health and strength. So it's not about what she was doing. It's about me focusing on God and his goodness. Y'all ain't here, some of y'all ain't here. And worshiping on the goodness of God in my life. Some of us, some of us, not, not tell the truth. You've been there and done that, haven't you? Come on. 
Have you ever done that? Sat in church, judging what somebody else is doing, and you can't really worship God. And so, now let me, let me drop some on your spirit also. When you're sitting there judging somebody else's worship and praise, you are also a hindering spirit. So my disconnect with what was going on only hinders the move of God. Some of, some of y'all didn't catch that. Come here, upper room. Come here, come here, Luke. The Bible said they were on one accord in the upper room, all focused on one thing. That was the Spirit of God coming into the room. And when the Bible said, and when they got on one accord, The spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind. So we don't have any space in here for anybody to be a critic of what somebody got on or what they're doing. We're supposed to be on one accord, worshiping God so somebody else can be blessed. Carry your selfish self somewhere else. We're trying to get on one accord in order to do the work of God and to bless the people of God. I, I'm done. I got some more I need to say, but I'm going to leave it. So the ministers. So the ministers come in early to set the atmosphere, praying for Lord God to move in the worship, praying for us to be on one accord, praying for the move of God to hit this sanctuary, praying for God's miracle to be blessed up in this house. Somebody need a miracle. Somebody need a healing. Somebody need deliverance. Somebody need a help. And they're setting the atmosphere for the move of God to come in the building. So how come your honoring, mean, low down self can sit in the presence of God and hold back the move of God? You are not that important. Touch your name and say, he preaching now. That's that's pastoral preaching. That's, that's pastoral. That's pastoral preaching. You done overestimated yourself. God is bigger than you. I said, God is bigger than you. Tabernacle is bigger than you. The people of God is bigger than you. It's bigger than me. I'm done.
You're not. You're not. Hey! Now let's worship God right here. This is a good place for worship. This is a good place. Put your hands together and give God a praise offering. Let's give him a real worship up in here. Come on, serve the Lord. Worship the Lord. Appreciate God. Show your thanksgiving. Wave your hand. Pat your feet. Focus on God's goodness in your life. Has it really been good to you? Has it really been good to you? Priorities, people. Priorities, priorities, priorities. Priorities. Our priorities is about worshiping God and do it with excellence. I'm done. The, the Lord going to say this, and I'm going to say this. Listen. Shh, listen. When you stand in the way and retard the move of God because your spirit is not right, you're really hurting yourself. Because the truth of the matter is God can't speak to you when your mind is not right. So why are you in church if you're not here to hear from God? I need to hear from God. I need the move of God in my life. So I really need, I really need for us don't worry about tabernacle. God going to take care of tabernacle. All of the issues we got going on, trust me, God's going to fix it. Now, can you believe that? Because if you can believe that, it will happen. But if you can't believe God can fix it, it ain't going to happen. But you've got to believe God can fix whatever it is. And if we come together with the right spirit, it will be done. Somebody better hear me. If we come together with the right spirit... Clap your hands and praise God for the word.